This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I was loose in, backing into the corner, couldn't turn, carrying the nose off, and it's spinning out at the wall. It just was a mess. The Dale Jr. download starts now. So, Dale Earnhardt Jr. finishes eighth in Martinsville this past weekend with Mike Davis and Dustin Lee. I'm Taylor Zarzer. Fox Sports 1's Wendy Venturini is going to join us today on Speed Dial. I I know that we've probably been guilty, both of us, Mike, of saying this before, but I'm going to say it again. That's one of the best interviews I've ever seen anybody do with Dale Earnhardt Jr. She brought it. She brought the heat. But, uh, yeah, she did a great job, and we look forward to uh, talking to her. So, he finishes eighth in Martinsville yesterday and and before we get into some of these clips Mike um you sort of tweeted about this yesterday and and it definitely it gave uh, an idea of what was going on in my living room Dale Earnhardt Jr I thought if he restarted on the bottom had a real chance to win the race I mean real chance to be up up there at the front um I didn't necessarily think that Jeff Gordon or Matt Kenseth or Jimmy Johnson or anybody else that was up there at the front had any better car than Dale Jr. did. But, my goodness, that 88, if it was on the top on a restart, forget it. Well, not just the 88, anybody. Yeah. yeah. If anybody started on the outside row, they were screwed. Yeah. And, and it just so happened that Dale Jr. started on the outside row in seven of the last eight oh, restarts. And you're right, it was anybody. But it just, I mean, and the what was so hard is listening to T.J., you know, yeah. tr- I'm going try to, to tr- I'm going to try to get you down there. I'm going to try to get you down there. And he did. TJ did all that he could do. And, you know, and Junior certainly um, said, look, I, I just can't get down there. And it was. It was impossible getting down there. But you talk about being frustrated yeah. trying to watch him get down on the bottom all yeah. afternoon. I, I did a running total, actually, uh, out of 18 starts or 17 cautions. So I count oh. 17 cautions plus, the, you know, the, the first green flag to start the race. Dale Junior started on the inside six times, outside 12 times. You know, I know, I know that um, a lot of times we are excited or not excited about the race in general based on how Junior runs in the race. Like, I thought that was one of the best Talladegas we've seen in a long time. I love that style of racing. I love that, you know, I went on and on about it last week and, and that you had to be, um, have a competitive car pretty much throughout the whole race, and I like that. Mm-hmm. This past race in Martinsville, I mean, there have been some awesome races in Martinsville. Some of my favorite on the circuit in the last few years. I thought it stunk. You did? I mean, just all these cautions. There's just no rhythm to the race. Way too many cautions. And, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I can't stand that if you have a great car and you're in one line, you might be screwed. You know, I, I, I really didn't like that. And something's got to give with that. Yeah, but that's always been the case at Martinsville. Well, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a short track and it's flat. I mean, the outside line is always going to be at a disadvantage. Sure, it's going to be at a disadvantage, but not to the point where you're going to be shuffled ten spots back on a restart. Uh, I thought it was yeah. more extreme. I will say this: you didn't think it was uh, more extreme? It seemed like there were a lot of cautions, but I'm looking at the cars. I said, I don't know how that they can even run two green flag laps because there's so much stuff falling off of them. Yeah, <laughs> the way they were all banged up. I mean, Junior you know. looked like his hood was going to fly off. And, and yeah, and it reminded us a lot of. Of, uh, of his race a few years ago when he basically had no car and he's still finishing the top five with it at Martinsville. But, uh, um, but what I was going to say is that Junior would get hung out on the outside line, but it wasn't for a lack of trying to get to the inside no. because he was rooting and and, and oh he's oh, oh, he goodness. almost took Logano off the track yeah. one time. No, listen, you're right. I just what I'm trying to say is I thought it was more extreme 
how much of a penalty it was to be on the top than I can ever remember. Yeah, it could be a fair point, actually, you know. All right, let's hear these things. Dale Jr., he restarted uh, in the third position on the preferred row. Yeah, yeah, a few um, times. But Jeff Burton on old tires bottled up the line. <laughs> and, uh, man, the old, the 31 yesterday didn't have his best day. Here we go. Green, green. He went real late there. Just one outside. The 20 out there. Just the 20. Big wrecking one. Cautions out. Cautions out. That had the 5, the 11. A couple others in it, too. Yeah, the 31 just stopped trying to let the 20 in or something. Just stopped getting into one. Can't do that. Got a field of race cars behind you. They got to control their back there, but he kind of did all that. Yeah, I don't know if he stopped trying to let him in or just his old tires. He was afraid he wouldn't make the corner. He didn't pit that last time, so hopefully we can clear him from out there. I'll do my best. Uh, old tires, you're right, is a big factor there. And, and Mike, you're also right that Burton, from a result standpoint, had a good day. I just mean he didn't have a good day. Uh, Certainly in our way. He was in, in a lot of guys' ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there on uh, – and, and 99, too, had, had, some, <laughs> had a little bit to do with that. But uh, nevertheless, there you go with the, uh, the first clip. So, Junior's right up there at uh, yep. competing for the top spot. Now, he's running 20th because he had to pit. And the 83 wrecks right in front of Junior, and uh, he did have to. Re- he did receive some minor damage. Yeah. Now it says minor damage. Well, at that point, it was minor. But as the day went on, right. it never it never affected the competitiveness of the car. But when you look like your hood's gonna fly off, yeah. that looked a little bit more than minor. Nevertheless, let's hear it. Coming there, go low, 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 low. Come on, low, real low, real low, clear, clear, all clear. Come back there. Dan Ford, does the right front look like it's going to rub, DJ, or not? can't tell, Steve. He's bent back over it a little bit. I can't quite tell if it's going to hit or not. I mean, I think it looks fine on TV. 4, 10-4. We're pit rows up. We stay out. Yeah, I think we stay out. There you go, bud. We're going to line up inside P11. That'll be nice. Okay. That outside is deadly. Yeah, but you're good about it. Oh, I mean, you watch it, right? They restart. 60% of them get down. The other 40% go backwards. You get to keep hearing your spotter tell you to hang to, hang to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's and, good. And again, I, I just don't remember crew chiefs losing their mind, spotters, drivers losing their mind to the degree that we heard yesterday. Like, I mean, Steve, Steve said it best. That outside line is deadly. Well, it should be noted actually that the reason they were back there in the first place was because on the caution before they had restarted on the outside, lost a bunch of positions, and then they made a pit stop because they said, well, if we – Might as well get four tires. Yeah, yeah, they were going to restart on the outside again, and he said, well, if we're going to end up there in the middle of the pack or the back of the pack anyways, we might as well have tires. So that's the whole reason they were even back there. It was a good move too. Um, Now, Junior had climbed back to fourth when the ninth yellow flag brought the leaders to to pit road. We're not even close to done with (laughs) cautions. The race off pit road was tight, uh, causing Jeff Burton to pass the 88 and – I still have no earthly idea why he was allowed to stay in front of him. Here we go. You're in front of those guys. You can't go outside a commitment box there, 31. That's not really allowed. Wow, they're putting the 31 and 29 both in front of them there, Stevie. That's not right. That 31 went around the commitment box. That's not fair. He's got to stay in line. He went outside the commitment box. How's that legal? It isn't legal. All right, we made our case. People handle it. That's the end of the conversation about it on the radio. We can't do any more. Talk to your officials, and that's all you need to do. I'd like to know what the end res- why that is allowed, though. Why yeah. that was allowed yesterday? Because they're right; it is illegal. 
Yeah, but, uh, you know, sometimes the legal things happen. They don't call it or they didn't catch it. I don't know. And, uh, just so you know, a lot of people thought that Junior was kind of snapping at TJ there, but he so wasn't. I mean, that was just – if anything, Junior was refocusing himself and his team, you know. That's right. Because there's nothing they can do about it. But. I just love they played it on ESPN. Like right. I think that's why people later. think that he was snapping at two TJ. Two minutes he later. And, and Dale Jarrett and the guys were like, hey, that's a good attitude to have, you know, yeah. and all this. But what? No, I I just would like to know from Steve Letard or, or whoever on the on the eighty eight crew, like what NASCAR said. Oh, I didn't see it. I mean, what did they say? You know, I'm sorry, Jeff Burton just went around you on pit road. Well, you know, but oftentimes those pit road officials. In fact, all the time the pit road officials never know the answer. They they'll sit there yeah. and look at the official and say, "Why did you allow that?" And he'd be like, they look back and go, "I don't know." You know, then they'll point up to the tower. Some of those pit road officials have actually one in particular said, "Hey, man." Love Dirty Mo Radio. Y'all do a great job. Is that right? And I appreciate the fact that one of them said that to me. But you know what would be even better? Is if you watch these people try to pass my car <laughs> on the on pit road. <laughs> All That's right, great. let's play one more. Uh, it, his right uh, front fender was gone. Gone. Um, <laughs> By this point, it was more than minor. And Junior had raced in the top ten. I had an old Isuzu rodeo, and I worried about the hood flying off a lot. <laughs> it reminded me of that. Here the, here's, the 88, <laughs> here's the 88 crew preparing for its final pit stop. Cross is out. He's up against the wall. You'll be good, man. You'll be good when you get there. You got a bear bond that hood down the very center. Bear bond on the bottom of the headlight there. Yeah, there's nothing the bear bond did to. The whole lower nose is missing on that corner. Oh, all right. Well, just tape it up to the hood then. Don't take no way through time tearing on it, pulling on it. Just slam it or tape real quick. Tape it up on the hood, whatever you got to do. I'm just worried about the hood flying up, Stevie. He was starting to bow a little bit, so if you could just secure that, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I was too. <laughs> I think everybody watching uh, was it worried was about flapping. that. It was flapping. It was definitely flapping. In the end of the day, he finishes eighth in Martinsville. He was incredible in practice, Mike, Yeah. on Saturday. Uh, solid qualifying run, but incre- good in practice on Friday, incredible in practice on Saturday. And, look, I mean, he's got one of the most competitive cars out there. He's seventh in the points, but yeah. he has a real chance, I think, to finish in the top four or so yeah. uh, by, by the end of the season. And I think that the frustrating thing is obviously just not finding a way to, to win one of these deals. But you, you certainly, with the kind of car that they have each week, with the, the, the way that – how successful Junior has been, how, com, how uh, cons, consistent he has been in recent weeks – I mean, you'd really think that he's going to have a chance here in Texas, Phoenix, or Homestead. Listen, he's finished eighth or better in five of the seven chase races. You do stuff like that, you're putting yourself in position to win. Yeah. If you keep that up, you're putting yourself in position to win, and that's all you ask for. Right. Put yourself in position because you can't, you can't win unless you're in position to win. Right. And he's put himself in position to win. He has. Junior Nation, there's only one snack food that has to be on the table during races. It's Dale Junior Potato Chips. Go to DaleJRFoods.com to order your bags today or find out where you can buy them. You can do it all at DaleJuniorFoods.com. It's nice to have that written down for me, too, instead of just wing it like I did last week when you were on vacation. Did you miss me? Because I missed you. Well, I, I did miss you. I didn't miss the wrong number for a reaction theater. I did. That you I did, did tweet, tweet the wrong number, didn't did. I? Yeah. And a lot I of caught, people. I caught heck for I gave it. only a couple, uh, only put a couple of those reaction theaters on there. Yeah, but I, I noticed you that. You heard it from them. Uh, trust me. I sat in a parking lot in Georgia listening yeah. to Dirty Mo Radio last week and cracking up it at was, some of those calls. It was pretty funny. All right, uh, let's speed dial. Speed dial. 
Wendy Venturini is a reporter and analyst for Fox Sports 1. Occasionally she hangs out with us on the Performance Racing Network. And last Wednesday she interviewed Dale Jr. at Dirty Mo Acres, and it was incredible. I mean, we talked about it earlier. It's one of the best, most open, candid interviews that uh, Dale Jr. has given this year. And it was also on behalf of Goody's Headache Relief Shot. And it aired yesterday on NASCAR Race Day on Fox Sports 1. And it will also be featured this week on Race Hub on that same channel. Now, here is a snippet of the interview. Are you tight with your money? If you go out, you don't want to spend it? Are you one of those guys? I'm selective, you know. (laughs) I spend it on junk, fine junk on eBay. But then I want, you know, I'll argue with Amy about how expensive a bath rug is in the bus. You know, I'm building a new bus this year because mine's falling apart. So um, I'm weird about the things I want to spend my money on. I think I'm a tightwad, but apparently I'm not because I'll I'll spend 100 bucks on eBay in a heartbeat. Do they know it's Dale Jr. buying it? No, I don't think so. (laughs) And Wendy, first and foremost, she did an unbelievable job. Uh, Congratulations on what you were able to get out of Dale Jr. And I hope you were happy with it because, man, Junior Nation sure was. Oh, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, but really – um, this out. I mean, Dale Jr., it was ultimately um, what he wanted to say in front of the cameras and, and in front of me sitting right there while cameras were rolling. So I, I was really proud of Dale just opening up and, and telling the world his his thoughts on, on life on and off the racetrack. And, and I have to give a shout-out to my producer, Mark Trena, who did a, a fabulous job putting it together fairly quickly in the um, 48 hours or so that we had um, to throw together for race day. You know, Wendy, you've interviewed every single driver. You know these guys. I mean, you've been in racing your whole life, and you've interviewed them countless times. How often, when you interview them, do you actually go, wow, I didn't know that? And did that happen in this interview with Dale Jr.? Um, It was funny. I learned about his eBay addiction. I didn't know that he was collecting classic car magazines from the 70s and 80s, which I truly find is really, really cool. I mean, I would have never thought that he was trying to – Stack his library wall to wall with old stock car magazines, and that I mean, it's just a testament of how he's an old school racer, and he loves racing just like any one of us that that are working in it and are, are a fan of the sport. He's just like one of us. And you know, I, I think it, that was really cool uh, to find that out. And I've often thought, being around him or or being around Mike and, and this whole operation, that. It is kind of awkward for him because, gosh, he has to be this rock star all the time, and he's got this incredible following, and and how at times that can be awkward where you have to always be so accommodating and, and be in the middle of all this, and everybody's acting like, you know, you're the most amazing person in the world, which is he's he's great. But that is a tough spot to be in, and I thought you did such a great job of communicating that to him, and he, he obviously opened up to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I see it every every week, and, and I've, you know, I've been working for, for Speed for Fox Sports 1 for 10 years now, and I've been out there at the track, and I've literally have grown up with Dale Jr. from the gooseneck trailer days that he spoke yeah. about in that interview um, to where he is today, and it is really baffling to me and how you can balance that and, and still be just a normal person, yet everyone is trying to pull and tug on every second of your time and you really don't have any privacy. You really don't have any freedom. And that was the whole story I was trying to get out. I mean, that's why he would go hide in his motorhome 
and be a recluse, as he described himself, because it was kind of his way to kind of disconnect and get away. And then he started to realize there was so much more to life that he was missing out on, and he wanted to see and do things. And uh, that's where Amy's kind of come into his life and gotten him out of the motor motor coach, as he described it, and seen sights and sounds of the cities and and being more open to being the rock star status that he is and starting to embrace it. And he sounded really comfortable in his own skin, and he seems really, really happy. And that makes me happy as a person just knowing Dale Jr. Absolutely. Yeah, but, Wendy, if you are rock star status, what better place to go be normal than just get an alias and go into the eBay shopping community, right? (laughs) I mean, that's that's what everybody that has a rock star status does, right? Well, you know, it, it sent a whole new topic on social media when the interview aired on Sunday for race day at Martinsville because people are now asking me, well, did he tell you his alias name? <laughs> Do you know what it is? And I was like, I think I've revealed enough in that interview. I don't need to be revealing any more things about Dale Earnhardt Jr. But it was um, it was a good insight, and, and it was fun. I thought it was funny, you know. Um, I, I'm married, so I laughed at the part where he said he kind of balked at the expensive rug that Amy wanted yeah. to buy for the motorhome. I mean, any person in a relationship can relate to those kind yeah. of conversations that happen. You'll like this, actually, Wendy, because it was a few weeks ago when we were racing in Kansas, and I was there that weekend, and Junior and I were talking. He was talking about this eBay thing as if it had just come out last week, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of old news here. But he was checking his eBay because he was uh, he had a bid in, on these old Richard Petty comics, and I have no idea what they are, but these Richard Petty comics, and he was so proud of it because he said, if I win it, I'm going to go, go get them, and I'm going to go get Richard Petty's autograph on them. And it was just like he, he, was, he was so the fan there. What was funny is he was so nervous about the auction, but he was the only one bidding on them. <laughs> so he, he, I think he won them. <laughs> you know, I asked him, I said, do you think anyone's caught on to the – who, who you are when you bid on things. And he said, not so much on the eBay things, it's a little bit easier. But he said on some of the Amazon things that he's ordered off of Amazon, people will send a note to him saying, hey, good luck, or I'm a fan. And he's like, hey, how'd they know this? That's right. <laughs> so it's, um, it's kind of funny. I'm sure um, people have some people have caught on. But now I heard fans on Twitter saying, oh, man, I shouldn't have thrown away those old magazines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got sold them to Junior. <laughs> I think one of the things I took away from this interview more than anything else, um, and I've seen this in several different examples recently, is if, you are a, if you're somebody that's not famous and you have a great life, a great personal life, great professional life, but nobody knows who you are, don't ever want for, to be a, a celebrity maybe because these guys that are celebrities like Dale Jr., they 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 try so hard just to be a normal guy, and I thought I, I really took that away from the interview. Uh, Wendy is that you know he can't he he longs to find opportunities to be a normal guy. Oh yeah, I mean who doesn't love to just run out to the store and get something without being bothered? I mean everyone has their days where you can be a normal person walking down the street and you see your neighbor and it's one of those days you don't feel like talking to your neighbor and you want to turn your head at the grocery store but instead you're like oh hi i've seen you yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean but imagine on the caliber that dale jr has to deal with it you know he can't step outside of his property without being stopped and mike you know that more than anyone being so close to him and and dealing with him through all these years it's difficult uh, you know, not not that he's asking for a pity party, but it's difficult to be someone like Dale Jr. and trying to lead a semi-normal life. And, and on that note, Wendy, um, given how long you've known him, and he comes out there and he's introduced to the world, I guess, you know, 15 years ago or so, 16, 17 years ago, 
and immediately everybody says, okay, your name is Dale Earnhardt Jr., so you bear the responsibility of that. Then he goes through this horrific tragedy, losing his father um, in almost no way that anyone else in the world could ever relate to. And, and on top of that, he bears the responsibility now where all of his fans, and, and himself included, want to win more races, want to compete for championships. And that is a, that's a tremendous amount of pressure. Yet, Wendy, it seems like he's as happy as I can ever remember. I mean, you would know better than anybody. Yeah, I, I, and, and I know Mike can attest to that as well. But just in hearing in the interview him talk about, I wanted to go back to his roots and kind of get his mind set back in those days and what made him happy back then, what made him nervous, what really um, triggered a lot of things. And that's when he started to talk about in the interview how he had so much pressure that he put on himself that he didn't really enjoy the moment that he realizes now that he was in. And I asked him parts of the story that didn't make air, you know, what would the current Dale Jr. say to the younger version of Dale Earnhardt Jr. just starting his career? And and we kind of touched on that in the interview um, that you did see, but a lot of it didn't make air. And it was was just a really great conversation of he and I, um, literally, that he and I had, and cameras just happened to be rolling, and that's, that's kind of the goal when you sit down to chat with someone. You don't want the politically correct answers. You want them to just speak from the heart. You want them to look at you and tell you what they're really feeling. And and Dale did that. And um, I was really uh, thrilled and proud of him to be able to um, to speak about so many different things and emotions throughout that interview. We sat down for 45 minutes. Um, it was about 45 minutes. And so the fans at home saw five minutes of the 45-minute conversation we had. So if that tells you anything. I was actually going to ask you, Wendy, what parts didn't make the uh, final piece that you wish had, but I think you just answered that. What what I'll ask you now is, uh, you know, you came out to Dirty Mo Acres to do this interview. Would you have been able to get the same type of quality answers from Junior or any other driver, for that matter, at a racetrack in that that type of atmosphere? Or did being out at Junior's place really uh, lend well to the whole interview? Absolutely. It, it makes or breaks an interview. And that is my goal on all of my interviews is to get everyone away from the racetrack. I yeah. hate conducting interviews at the racetrack because all the drivers are focused on the race car. They're focused on race weekend. They're focused at the task at hand, which is to perform and compete. But if you get them away from the track and are able to get on their terms, on their property and their comfort level, on a weekday when they're not focused about the race car, it absolutely 100% makes a difference. Um, the attitude of, of the driver, not just Dale Jr., but how much they're going to open up and feel comfortable. We used to do these features on race day called The Real Deal, and um, mm-hmm. that's exactly what we did. We never did features at the racetrack. We would always go to their, and we would request, we don't want to do this at their race shop. We want to do this in your backyard, in your home, in your family room, wherever you're comfortable um, coming to your place, and, and it seems to make a huge difference, and it did in the case with Dale as well. Wendy, if uh, people uh, missed uh, the race day feature how, if yesterday, how can they see it? Yeah, they, they posted a link on the Fox Sports website, and I posted it on my Twitter feed. I'll go ahead and do that again and, and um, send it to you guys too, but it is posted on Fox Sports, so you could see the whole entire interview. It's I think it ended up being five minutes, 20 seconds. So yeah, um, it was, it, and that's big in the TV world, yes. as you guys know, for, for a feature to last uh, that long on, um, on live TV. So I was really happy with the, the producers and, and our show producer, James Shifton, 
going ahead and sticking with that and making a little bit longer of a story to air on race day. Um, I was pretty pretty blown away with, with everything and everything that our whole entire team did behind the scenes to make that happen, including Mike Davis and, and the whole staff at Junior Motorsports taking care of us and Mike Hogue there um, while Junior was on set. And it was just it was a really pleasant experience. I appreciated it. You deserve it. Uh, you did an unbelievable job with this. Um, and I look forward to the next time. You're with us on uh, PRN, uh, but obviously doing a great job on Fox Sports 1 as well, Wendy. Continued success to you. Thank you for your time here today. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. Excellent stuff from Wendy Venturini. And, again, as she said, it's on uh, foxsports.com. And Mike has tweeted it. I've tweeted it. She will tweet it. So you certainly can see it on Twitter. All right, let's see how you felt about the race. Here's Reaction Theater. Start off with saying, Dale, yeah, the man drove the car. I love it. I love to see a Martinsville car with hardly any front end left on it. That's badass. Biffle, don't be so mad at Jimmy. Probably more Dale than anybody. Hate to tell you that, bud. Dale, yeah, drive it hard. Dale Jr. is the freaking man. Using that bumper and knocking people out of the way. Commission Jamie McMurray the winner last week to where Dale should have won. Moved his ass right out of the way. That was awesome. Just wish we could have finished higher, but we can't control Martinsville. She's a she's a different animal. She's crazy, but Junior, you did a great job, man. You're doing awesome. I think we'll get a win before the season's over. Dale, yeah. Man, Dale drove like hell today, man. He was doing so good. Uh just every time we make games, we'd fall back every time because of a caution just come out right we're starting to make him ground up. But Ginger did an awesome job. Dale, yeah. Uh, he used that bumper, beat, it, beat that front end all to hell. But that's what we love to see. Ginger's digging hard, and I think he'll get a win before the season's over. Dale, yeah. Man, I love Dale Jr. with all my heart, but I got to be honest with you guys. For the longest time, I always thought Dale Jr. had all the money in the world, and, you know, he really just probably didn't care that much at the end of the day. He always seems to play things down. But, man, after watching him the last couple of weeks, man, I'm a believer. That guy's been almost, in, in my opinion, trying too hard to win. He's been grinding it out, and sometimes when you grind it out, you don't get the luck and the results that you need. And, uh, I mean, they've been fast. They just haven't been able to put it all together. There's three races to go. they got a shot still. Hey, why don't somebody in Junior's little group grow a pair and tell the guy to go get a hearing test? Because obviously he don't hear clear low, clear low, clear low, clear low, and he just stays up top, loses five, six spots every time. Hello? Somebody send that boy to get a hearing test. I know today we'll be doing the Kumbaya because we finished eighth or ninth today at Martinsville. However, you got to ask yourself the question, why we, the 88 team, cannot win a race? Everybody at Hendrick has won one except for 88. Steve Atart is not the man to get the job done. Man, TJ, I know you want to argue your case on the radio, but you don't want to have that shit on it. Save it for off the radio, man. You know better than that. Come on. Let it be, man. NASCAR figure it out. If they don't, well, hell. We'll call Dirty Mo Radio, and we'll let them have it, man. Don't need to argue on the radio. We got this. I know. Everybody's heard about Hendricks Motors not favoring Jimmy Johnson. But I'll tell you, I just can't believe 
that he is not getting the best of equipment throughout the year, and Mr. Hendricks won't be happy until he reaches number eight championship. That's where it's going. Thanks for listening. Hey, Mike Davis, you guys still excited about having Kevin Harvick in your camp after tonight? We're going to be in for a long ride next season, my friend. I hope you have the PR rep on speed dial. Martinsville's over. Finish eight. Missing a right front fender. All in all, hell, I'll take eight at Martinsville. The reason I'm excited is because the circus rolls into Texas Motor Speedway. Last week, Dado bought a school bus for $600. It's going to make its first pilgrimage to Texas Motor Speedway Wednesday at 10 a.m. For the next six days, Dado and the boys that surround the compound at Redneck Central Command will be living the highlight, baby. Can I get a deal? Yeah. I need to see that school bus, uh, and chances are I will. Uh, I think there's a good chance, uh, Dan, the junior fan, and, and who knows, maybe even junior and I will, will see that bus uh, coming up this weekend. But let's put Dale Texas. Jr. in Dan's school bus. Maybe that's where we do that. The, that'd be so funny. That would be pretty cool. I think he'd get a kick out of that. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe we will you this weekend. Know. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. And don't forget, there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. Go to DaleJrFoods.com right now to get yours today. That's DaleJrFoods.com. Go there now. Let's throw the white flag. There you go, buddy. All right, Goody's headache relief shot is looking for Dale Jr.'s fastest fan. Taylor, what are you fast at? I'm pretty impatient, everything. Okay, well, all you got to do is find something that you're fast at doing, video it, and Junior himself will decide if you win an awesome Martinsville race package for 214. Just go to the Goody's headache relief shot Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Goody's headache relief shot to see uploading and tagging instructions and also check out the new Dale Jr. commercial that debuted yesterday. Now, Junior's doing some work around the office today, including some production stuff with Kevin Harvick. Yes, Taylor, he's racing at Junior Motors. pizza out there, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're excited about that. Dale Junior is testing at Homestead, Miami tomorrow and Wednesday with the 88 team in preparation for the season finale in three weeks. On Thursday, he'll head out to Texas Motor Speedway for the race weekend, but not before stopping at Fossil Ridge High School on behalf of National Guard. Those appearances are always fun. Sunday's Texas 500 will be televised on ESPN at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Saturday's Nationwide Series race will start at 3.30 p.m., 2.30 p.m. Central on ESPN2. And, Taylor, you'll be out at Texas with PRN, right? Both both races will be on the Performance Racing Network. There you go. And you will hear Taylor Zarzer on pit road, right? Yes, sir. All right. Looking forward to that. For Mike Davis, for Dustin Lee, for Wendy Venturini, for all you wonderful people on Reaction Theater, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today's your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.